Should doctrine be established based on the Bible's silence on the topic? Well, we're going to talk about that, Bishop Pearl and I, <laughs> next on Polygamy. What love is this? Both polygamists and Mormons yes. claim that they believe in Jesus Christ and that they're his followers, which they say proves they're Christian. But they rarely use the Bible to discover Jesus's position on their own doctrine. When their belief is different than what Jesus taught, they often claim that the Bible isn't trustworthy and or their own progressive revelation justifies a change in their belief or practice or adjustment. <laughs> yes, adjustments. We've done shows in the past discussing what Jesus did teach and how Mormonism does not believe or follow his teachings. This time we want to discuss things that Jesus did not teach, yet Mormonism has invented doctrine based on the silence of Jesus on a particular topic. For instance, I've heard the argue, argument many, many, many times, well, Jesus didn't say not to live polygamy, <laughs> and, so, and so it must be okay. Well, sadly, Jesus did not teach the things that we're going to talk about. In fact, in most cases, he actually taught opposing doctrine. Now, Christians, polygamists, and LDS would equally, equally agree that Jesus Christ is the Savior, right? You yeah. oh, learned that sure. when you were growing yeah. up, so yeah, did I. Sure. So the Savior would know how to save us, okay. and he would do and teach whatever it takes to accomplish our being saved. Mormonism claims to believe in Jesus, but in reality, they don't believe Jesus. We want to discuss several essential doctrines of Mormons and polygamists that Jesus never taught. These are teachings that Jesus never gave any details whatsoever on how to apply such beliefs to our salvation. This is extremely important, probably more important than you might think, because Jesus is the Savior, <laughs> and He came to accomplish salvation. He never, if, if, if He left anything out, or if He neglected to detail essential information for our salvation, it then was, He isn't the Savior. <laughs> So we're going to talk about several important Mormon doctrines that Jesus was silent about, things he did not teach, but Mormons and polygamists believe anyway. Number one, <laughs> Jesus didn't teach about eternal marriage, that families are forever through temple ceilings. Did you ever realize that when you were growing up, no. that Jesus himself never taught it? Well, he was in the temple, so I figured he mm. knew what he was talking about. <laughs> Well, Jesus did teach about marriage, and he taught about families, but he never taught the highly essential Mormon doctrine of forever families through ritualistic sealing ceremonies. In fact, Jesus was more complimentary on the spiritual relationships of true believers than he was on blood relationships. He upheld family life, love, and unity, but he did not talk about eternal family dogma. Nope, he didn't. In fact, this may be shocking to Mormons everywhere, but here is a very profound statement that Jesus made in comparing the spiritual family with the blood relationship family. Yeah, this is found in Mark 3, 32 through 35. A crowd was sitting around him and they told him, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother and my brothers? He asked. Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. So that's pretty profound. I, yeah. I, when you, when you, you look really at the linking that, that they have with families yeah. and how important this is. That's true. That explains that true Christ followers have a closer and more important relationship with each other 
than with family blood relationships. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus said families would be divided because of him. He never suggested they would be eternally connected. And as we've said many times, Jesus affirmed that there are no marriages, marriage relationships after this life. That's right. In Luke chapter 14, he said, if anyone loves family more than they love him, he or she can't even be his disciple. <laughs> That's pretty profound. That Mormonism has lifted up the family, both mortal and eternal, to where it has become idolatry, loving their Mormon idea more than they love God's truth. The eternal family idea is extremely important to them, even though Jesus never taught it. Why have they established essential doctrine that opposes what Jesus did say and make doctrine out of what he didn't say? Jesus taught the opposite of both eternal families and eternal marriage. Second point. Never really think about that. <laughs> yep, point number two has to do with money. <laughs> Jesus didn't teach that tithing was essential to enter the temple and that temple work is required for Mormon eternal life. And regarding the polygamous, he did not teach anyone to live the united order. I loved all this together because yeah, it's economy. It it's does. called kind of the economic idea sure. here. Uh, and, and also the LDS church needs a history lesson on the United Order. <laughs> they really do. It was Joseph Smith who first commanded it, and Brigham Young wanted it established in the Utah Territory, and they both said God, mm. that God ordered it. Made some effort and, <laughs> and both of them it. failed simply because it's a dishonest way of life. Yeah. It is. But any, anyway, honest, hardworking people... Uh, don't think it's right to give their hard-earned money to lazy, <laughs> unproductive people or to greedy religious leaders. Jesus said that there would always be poor people among us and that we should help them, but he never taught or commanded economic equality. He did tell those who loved their money more than they loved the truth to give their money to the poor and then turn and follow him. But that's about the love of money, not establishing a united order or tithing system. Yeah, from Luke 18:22 we read, When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Now the context here is that the man loved money more than he loved God. And, and it's not about tithing. No. And it's not about any United, United Order, Order concept. Jesus never commanded tithing nor was tithing relevant to their temple activities. Now, that may shock a lot of Mormons, but that is the truth. It's a, it's a dangerous doctrine that's established out of biblical silence. Mm. Point number three. Uh -huh. Jesus didn't teach pre-existence of the human family, only the pre-existence of himself. Now, this, mm. <laughs> this is one of the many doctrines where the Bible teaches opposing or opposite of what Mormonism yeah, itself right. teaches. And we even mentioned before that even Joseph Smith's version of the Bible affirms that the spiritual did not come first. Mm. Since Jesus didn't teach that we preexisted, why does Mormonism teach it? Mm. We have a quote. Yeah, let's see what Jesus said about this. <laughs> John 1.18, No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. And John 6, 46, Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God, he hath seen the Father. So, nobody's seen the Father but Jesus. So, if we were raised in the eternal 
eternity past. That's right. We would have seen the we Father. We would have seen the Father. And he yeah. says, no man, only Jesus has seen the Father. Now, these are the words of Jesus, and they should carry some impact. <laughs> he alone has been with or seen the Father in heaven. But Mormonism teaches that we were spiritually born <laughs> to father and mother in heaven. Yeah, and then right. we would have seen him. Jesus said no one but himself ever saw God. How can that be if we were there in eternity past? Now, either Jesus didn't know what he was talking about or he lied <laughs> or he told the truth. Now, this is another false doctrine that Jesus never taught, but Mormonism teaches otherwise. We have another quote. Yeah, this is so good from John eight twenty three. But he continued, you are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I'm not of this world. That separates Jesus from us. That's, We're not his spirit brother. We didn't pre-exist with him. He did, we didn't. Uh, and of course, we are from this world, just like God made Adam from the dust of the earth. Yeah. Jesus is from above, we are not. So that the fourth topic on this is... Jesus didn't teach that he is our elder brother or that Lucifer is his spirit brother. So this kind of fits in with the last one about the preexistence because it all bit. comes together in the same doctrine. But if he didn't teach it, why do Mormons and polygamists teach it? Yeah. That's, a, that's a good question. In fact, Jesus claimed he was God, the creator, not Lucifer's brother. Yeah, John 5, 18. For this reason, the Jews tried all the harder to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. And from John eight twenty five, Who are you, they asked. Just what I have been claiming all along, Jesus replied. And Jesus claimed to be God. I the, am. But the only, the only, only God is equal with God. Yeah. And they knew he was teaching he was God. They tried to kill him because yeah. he was making himself equal with the Father, which, of course, this validates the Trinity, which Mormonism yeah. rejects. But anyway, Jesus is the Word of God, the only begotten of God, which being correctly translated and understood tells us that he's the only true God. Jesus is God. This is the primary Christian certainty and is foundational to everything else. Jesus is creator of all things, and the devil is a created being. It is impossible that he could be his brother. Yeah, from John 1, 1 through 3, and in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Creator. Yep. Everything creator. was made. The devil was made. The devil was created. So that right there. And there's one in Hebrews as well. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. <laughs> so again, we've got Jesus here in the office of creator. creator. And Colossians 1.16, For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. So Lucifer is not left out of this. All, everything, whether you can see him or not, yeah. whether, all powers, everything was created by him. And that includes Lucifer. They couldn't be brothers. Nope. Uh, and Jesus never referred to Lucifer as his spirit brother. How can such a belief as this exist, even though Jesus was completely silent about it? Not only his silence, but the Bible teaches opposing information. There is so much in Mormonism that actually opposes what Jesus did teach. 
number five. <laughs> Jesus didn't teach that men could earn godhood, or as Mormons say, earn exaltation. Hmm. And again, he's the Savior. <laughs> Wouldn't the Savior teach something like Especially this? Especially if that was <clears throat> important for eternal life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, Jesus taught opposing doctrine. Jesus taught there's only one God. His listeners understood him to teach there is only one God. Uh, from Mark 12, 32. <clears throat> well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. So this man could understand that Jesus was teaching there's only one God. Why can't those in Mormonism also understand it? Yeah. Here's another place where Jesus mentions there's only one true God. Yeah, we should all be familiar with this from John 17, 3. Now this is life, eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. There's only one, <laughs> only true God. Now, if there's other gods, they aren't true gods. Because <laughs> only right. true God kind of puts that in it. its place, doesn't yeah. it? So by logic, all other gods or all other claims about godhood are false, false gods. Though. And the entire Bible teaches that those who aspire to becoming a god or like God will perish. That's what the devil did. And he got booted out of his heavenly place <laughs> along with all of his demons. That's what Adam and Eve did. And they got booted out of the garden. So I would be careful believing in where there's a results <laughs> like that. Now, the next essential teaching of Mormonism is not just for polygamists, but for anyone in Mormonism who condones Joseph Smith's and early Mormon polygamy. Number six. Now, Jesus didn't <clears throat> teach polygamy was essential. Jesus didn't even teach polygamy was an option. It didn't even come up. That's right. It's not even there. So uh, the, the polygamy for salvation, that early Mormons, mm. in fact, the Doctrine and Covenants 132 yeah. says, if you don't do it, you'll be damned. Um, <clears throat> it was a fundamental teaching, and they all believe that polygamy will be practiced again here on this earth and that it definitely sure. is being practiced in heaven. But Jesus was totally silent that polygamy was a specific way to earn credit with God. And if it was as important as Mormonism claims, Jesus would have said something about it. And Jesus it's taught so. about marriage. He had opportunity to talk about it. Why wasn't polygamy part of his conversation on marriage if it was as important as Joseph Smith taught? And again, Jesus actually taught in opposition to it, even warning against a married man casting a lustful eye toward another woman. He said, if a man even looks with desire at another one, woman, is equal to adultery. And you'd have to think that those that are seeking out a second, a third, and tenth wife are lusting. Exactly. <laughs> so Matthew 5, 27, 28 says, You have heard it, that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So if looking at another woman is equal to adultery, in what category is taking I know. another woman? Actually, the physical taking of her. And we have another one from Jesus. Yeah, Mark 10, 11. He answered, anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. So if marrying another woman after a divorce is equal to adultery, what is it if he takes another woman without a divorce? Jesus never taught polygamy. Jesus did affirm monogamy as God's only plan for marriage. And Jesus did teach there was no marriage after this life. 
It's almost as though Mormonism finds what Jesus did teach and then arrange their own teachings in deliberate opposition. It is strange. And some of these... That's why they have to discount the Bible, for sure. I think you're right. Yeah. The next dogma that Jesus yeah. is silent about, number seven. He, yeah, he never taught that we had a mother in heaven or that he had a mother in heaven. Right, right. Now, Earl, while you were being raised, you believed in a mother in heaven, being raised in Mormonism. Yeah, the song, Oh My Father, has it in reason, makes reason stare yeah. and knows that I have a mother in heaven there yeah. or something. Whatever. Did you ever think about it? Did you ever wonder if Jesus yeah, ever I taught? Never consider the, I never re, never consulted the Bible to see if it said anything <laughs> about it. Jesus said and anything actually about it's it. not really in any of the other scriptures, you know, it's uh -uh. not in the Book of it's Mormon not. or And we talked else. about that one of yeah. our shows recently, that it's not yeah, in any scripture. It's not, yeah, it's, so, it's kind of an extrapolation or whatever you'd call it. In order to be in heaven and have exaltation, and you have wife or many wives, mm -hmm. uh, it turns out that there has to be a mother in heaven who created us spiritually. Uh, right, and, and polygamy actually started this false doctrine. It was Joseph Smith was trying it? to get somebody into polygamy that started oh. the idea of mothering in heaven. <laughs> um, and we've talked about this a lot in recent shows, so we're not going to do big right. stuff on it today. But if Jesus had a mother in heaven, he surely would have said so. He talked a lot about his father in heaven. If he had a mother in heaven, surely he would have said so. But actually, it's just a contrived belief, and Jesus was totally silent about that idea. Now, John 1.18 would have been a great opportunity for him to mention Mother the, in the Heaven. Mother. He says, No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Now, we talked about this in, our <clears throat> in the one about the preexistence, sure. but <clears throat> this is a good one for the Mother in Heaven. Why wouldn't he say that, why wouldn't this say about Jesus being in the womb of his mother or the bosom of his mother? Why his Father? If he had a mother in heaven, it would have said that. And then we have 1 John chapter 5, verses 6 through 10. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it tells us that there are three who witness to us about Jesus. But heavenly mother is not included as one of those witnesses. Why not? She would have been a perfect witness if there was. The father is. The father's listed. Excellent logic. Jesus never mentioned her because she doesn't exist. And, and contriving doctrine on Jesus' silence, of course, is spiritual suicide. <laughs> the next topic that Jesus did not teach. Number eight, Jesus didn't teach any semblance of the word of wisdom. In fact, he taught in opposition to any eating requirements. That's true. I love these verses. Yeah. This is another topic that Jesus actually taught the opposite <laughs> of what Mormonism teaches is essential. This discussion is in Mark 7, 14 through 19. And again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a man can make him unclean by going into him. Rather, it is what comes out of a man that makes him unclean. After he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about this parable. Are you so dull, he asked. <laughs> Don't you see that nothing that enters a man from the outside can make him unclean? For it doesn't go into his heart, but into his stomach, and then out of his body. Hmm. In saying this, Jesus declared all foods 
clean. So just like the lusting, it's all a matter of the heart, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a matter of what goes into the heart and yeah. what comes out. What's in our heart what is what comes out. What goes in our mouth goes to our stomach. So. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and, and so there's another verse here that I found uh, in my journey, and it's Romans 14, uh, 17, which is one of my favorite verses. Um, it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, mm-hmm. peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, Mormonism claims to be the kingdom of God. Yeah, it does. All the polygamy groups claim they're the only true uh, kingdom of God on the planet. Yeah. The kingdom of God, it says here, is not a matter of eating and drinking. It has nothing to do with it. I love that verse. Isn't that wonderful? I love this verse. It's it's wonderful. Put that on a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. Well, Colossians 2.16 says, Therefore do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink. Or with regard to a religious festival, or a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. Whoa, that kind of hits on it too, doesn't yeah. it? So obviously what we humans eat or drink has absolutely nothing to do with spiritual matters, or the kingdom of God, or God's preferences for us. Uh, and it's just another very important uh, teaching of Mormonism that's not taught by Jesus Christ, despite their claim to be His church. Next. Number yeah, just nine. a little side note, I ran into a group of polygamists at a recent conference thing, uh-huh. and they, they don't allow anybody to eat chocolate. It's just it's a curious little Isn't thing. Isn't it funny how and they'll take a, one thing and just expand well, it bigger and bigger? it's the caffeine in, in, cho- in, in chocolate. Cocoa? So they... Oh. That's funny. I, I mean, we were kind of surprised yeah. at their reaction. Well, but. that's the way it was with the, with the, uh, the Mormons on Coke yeah, for yeah. a long time. Oh, yeah. And well, there uh, were some polygamists that wouldn't allow, still don't allow Coke. Yeah. Well, and cold, cold coffee or cold tea or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, number nine, I guess. Is that where we're at? Yes. Uh-huh. Jesus didn't teach that leaders wouldn't lead people astray. In fact, he warned that some of them would lead them far astray. Nor did he teach that when they speak, our thinking has been done for us. (laughs) (laughs) Now, anyone who studies original Mormonism will easily discover that church leaders have, in the past, taught what they called essential to salvation, and then later the essential part of it is removed. (laughs) That, they did that with polygamy, yeah. which is comparable to leading members astray. Since both Mormon fundamentalists and the LDS believe that their church is the only true church of Jesus Christ, and if it is his church, why do they go beyond what Jesus did or didn't teach? Yeah. That's what we've been doing here, and, and we'll finish with a challenge from Brigham Young. This challenge is very rarely followed by anyone in Mormonism, and I even wonder if Brigham himself <laughs> followed his own advice. Just kind of one of those braggadocia things that he, <laughs> he was famous for, but take up the Bible, compare the religion of the Latter-day Saints with it, and see if it will stand the test. Journal of Discourses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did Jesus teach about following the leaders? Did he ever say that when the leaders have spoken, the thinking has been done for them? Did he ever say not to question their decisions? No, he taught the opposite. Yeah, Matthew seven fifteen through 20. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. 
Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. And we bring up this topic quite a bit in some of our, our programs uh, because of, it is such a good fit. Yeah. The fruits of the false prophets will be easily recognized. A bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Utah is over 50% Mormon population. Utah is number one in teen suicide. Utah County is number one in pornography. Utah is among the highest in antidepressant drug use. Utah is among the top in domestic violence. Utah is the incubator of polygamy and its abuses. And all this is the fruits of Joseph Smith. Jesus did not teach that religious leaders would never lead the people astray. Yeah, Matthew 23:13. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those, en let those enter who are trying to. Teachers of the law and the Pharisees, of course, are the yeah, religious believers, leaders, leaders of the people. And Jesus warned them. In fact, all of Matthew chapter 23 is about Jesus' diatribe against the religious leadership. And we have a couple of more verses to share. Yeah, chapter 23 again, verses 27-28. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. And in Matthew 15, 14, he says, Leave them, they are blind guides, and if a blind man leads a blind man, both will fall into the pit. And so he's saying to watch out for false prophets, false leaders, leaders that, that will teach doctrine that is not, yeah. not his word. That's right. So he's not saying to follow blindly our leaders. <laughs> Don't do it. Now, there are other doctrinal errors that Mormonism holds dear that was never taught by Jesus. Jesus did not teach that matter is eternal and the wor worlds were formed out of existing matter. He did not teach that God was a polygamist. He didn't teach that God was once a man with flesh and bone. He did not teach three degrees of glory. He did not teach salvation was earned by good works or rituals, polygamous, baptism, tithing, uh, or any marriage system. And he taught that salvation came through believing on his name and receiving him and his free gift of eternal life through his grace. That's what Jesus did teach. And isn't it interesting, too, as we've said probably before, but the Book of Mormon doesn't contain very many of these right. Mormon doctrines either. It doesn't. No. Very few, if, if, if any and main doctrines are not there. And probably contradicts a number of them, like the <laughs> Sermon on the Mount and, and the <laughs> polygamy and so on. That's yeah. right. That's so true. So I hope this gets people to start to think and investigate these things for yourself. Thanks, Earl. Oh, you <laughs> bet. Yeah. You know, most of what Mormonism and fundamentalism believes was never taught by the Savior. And as we've said, the Savior knows how what it takes to save us. Brigham Young encouraged Mormons to test their religions with what the Bible teaches. And, and we also encourage all those in Mormonism to make that test. There is salvation outside of Mormonism. And there is 
use exaltation Bible style outside of polygamy, but there is no salvation outside of Jesus Christ and what he taught. We are saved by Jesus alone, through grace alone, by faith alone, because of his work accomplished on the cross. Jesus is the only way to God, and the only way is narrow, and Jesus said few will actually find it. And we pray that our viewers will look for it, and if you do with an honest heart, you will find it. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.